In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending October 3rd, we received big news for the cotton industry as USDA announced the U.S. and Brazil had reached an agreement settling the long-standing cotton dispute in the World Trade Organization. Under the terms of the agreement, Brazil will terminate the cotton case, giving up its rights to countermeasures against U.S. trade or any further proceedings in this dispute. Brazil has also agreed not to bring new WTO actions against U.S. cotton support programs while the current U.S. Farm Bill is in force or against agricultural export credit guarantees under the GSM-102 program. That is, as long as the program is operated consistent with the agreed terms. Also this week, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack was in Florida to announce the awarding of nearly $118 million in grants to strengthen markets for specialty crops. These resources will be used for a variety of purposes. Uh, They'll be assisting uh, states uh, and producers in marketing, especially crops. There will be resources that are made available to improve food safety, uh, to increase productivity, uh, to deal with uh, research opportunities uh, in terms of plant health involving pests and diseases. Um, And so it's it's a broad array of ways in which we're helping this industry as well as promoting local and regional food systems. All 50 states, the District of Columbia, and four U.S. territories were awarded specialty crop block grants that will fund a total of 838 projects. Well, on Friday afternoon, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association held a teleconference concerning Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack's plans for the beef checkoff moving forward. The Beef Checkoff Enhancement Working Group has been together for the past couple of years trying to find ways to make the current beef checkoff program more effective and more efficient. NCBA CEO Forrest Roberts said the secretary delivered several key points to them. From his perspective, he felt that the working group had not yet delivered a solution, and therefore, because of the differences that might be there within some of the members of the working group, he was going to move forward with some ideas for how to bring more resources into the beef industry through the creation of a new, separate, and supplemental beef checkoff program that would come to fruition through a new beef order here over the course of the next year and would be implemented somewhere in the time period of January of 2016. And this new program would come under the 1996 Generic Research and Promotion Act, which is completely different from the current 1985 Beef Promotion Act. So this was the feedback that the Secretary had delivered to us and that there would be a opportunity for uh, all stakeholders in the beef industry to provide comments on uh, this new order over the course of the next several months, and that based off of that input, he would issue the new order, and that order would be implemented for a period of up to three years before there would be a producer referendum on whether or not there was support to continue it. And the last thing he offered was this is not the approach that he would have wanted to take, uh, but he felt that he could model this after some other successful programs in the checkoff commodity area under the 1996 Generic Act as a means of demonstrating how to bring more resources into the beef industry. The original support for USDA intervention came after the National Farmers Union backed out of the Beef Checkoff Enhancement Working Group. In other news, Tyron Spearman had a report this week on the fact peanut usage numbers are up. The stocks and processing report from the USDA has been released for the month of August, and good news, peanut usage is up. Matter of fact, peanut butter jumped up 10.8% during the month of August, and that means total edibles are up 3.6%. The shell peanut market showing stocks of 1.43 billion pounds, that is down 41% from this same month last year, and that's good news for farmers. 
Shelping, that's on hand, 702 million pounds. That's down 16.4%. Even roasted peanuts are down 7.2%. In August, Sheller shelled 407 million pounds, 1.9% less than the same month last year. Commercial processors used 183 million pounds of shelled edible peanuts. That's 1.1% more than last year. The government purchases were also up, up 13% to 2.61 million pounds, and all of that was in peanut butter. Overall, now we're showing peanut candy down for the month of August, 8.9%. Peanut snacks down 3.7%. Peanut butter up 10.8%. Overall, total was up 3.6%. In-shell peanut usage in August was down 12%. But overall, last year, peanut usage was up about 3%. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Cindy Zimmerman had a report this week about a study that was done concerning using GMO crops for animal feed. A new study done by animal biotechnology specialist Allison Van Eneman with the University of California, Davis, has conclusively found no abnormal trends in livestock or poultry health since GMO crops became commonly used as feed. The broiler set is probably the most powerful because we just have such a large number of about 9 billion birds, it's with a B, a year that are inspected and slaughtered in the U.S. annually and they are eating mostly genetically engineered feed. And again, we're not seeing tumour in the post-mortem examination. Improved feed-to-gain ratio and uh, age-to-market has decreased, all of which does not suggest these animals are suffering ill health. It suggests that they're eating the feed and it's not having any detrimental effects on their health. The study looked at more than 100 billion animals covering a 29-year period. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Greiner had a commentary about the fact it's once again pumpkin season. Now, in case you forgot, we're fast approaching pumpkin season. A few early season pumpkins are already being harvested. Soon they'll be piled everywhere, supermarkets, variety stores, even restaurants. Not uncommon to see roadside produce stands with pumpkins in noticeable piles. And don't forget Halloween. If Halloween has an icon, it's the pumpkin. Other than carving, is it good for anything? Well, yes, it generally makes a grower some money. And, of course, there's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Pumpkin pie is still a traditional holiday dessert. Trouble is, they're a problem to dispose of after the holiday season. I have a grower near me who produces enough for nine counties, piled high right next to a busy highway. You know, I never ask him what happens to them after Christmas, but somehow they just disappear. That's Ag Review for today, Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those and even more reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.